Hello and welcome to CC Me In, hosted by me, Olivia Hayes. On this podcast, we're going to loop you in on the lives and careers of people who are trailblazers and brand builders. Brought to you by Sosu Cosmetics and Dripping Gold, and recorded on location at Sosu HQ in front of our live audience, aka our team. If you're loving CC Me In, please make sure to find us on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It means the world to us. This week, I'm delighted to say that we are joined by Head of Buying for Sosu Cosmetics and Dripping Gold, Miss Kate McHenry. Kate is an all-round buying superstar. Anything you see coming up for Sosu Cosmetics and Dripping Gold, she and her team have created from the ground up. She chatted to us about an exciting new brand we have coming up later this year. I was blown away. I absolutely... I, I, just nothing better out there. The evolution of the brow. I, I never really. got into that look and I'm quite thankful for it. Oh, I did. <laughs> Very strong at the start. Strong. It was like, uh, uh, yeah, like, in the room. Yeah. And the buzz that comes with seeing a new product that fans of our brand love. There's no better feeling. Oh, yeah. And that's the competitive nature in me. And Suzanne joins us again a little later on to talk about our latest tan launch, Hydro Whip. Everyone is already going mad for it, so she's going to be giving us a little bit of info on the story behind it. So there you have it, you're CC'd in, now let's meet Kate. Kate, hello. Hi Olivia. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time to talk to us. You're so welcome. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting conversation. Hope so. I really <laughs> hope so. will be. So to welcome you to CC Me In, we're going to do a little beauty Q&A. We do this with all our guests mm-hmm. and what people have come out with is absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to ask you, what was your first makeup encounter? Well, Olivia, mm-hmm. let me tell you, it was the early 2000s. Beautiful time. Yeah, beautiful time in our lives. So it was clear silk concealer, uh, just the one shade. Of course. One shade suits all. So <laughs> where was my so-so concealer when I needed it? Absolutely. Really just highlighted the problem. Yeah, instead of making it better. And then, of course, there was the white glittery lipstick. Yeah. I don't know how that was a good vibe ever. No. Made my teeth look five shades more yellow. Beautiful. Yeah. Stunning on a night out. Stunning. But you know what? Delighted that we have a lot more products at our fingertips. And tutorials. Thank God. I know. I feel like, you know, back in the day, we had nothing to teach us how to do makeup. I'm like, sorry, ma'am. Very sorry. But like, she wasn't the best. So I just, I had no clue. No clue. Which brings me on to my next question. Your biggest beauty disaster. I feel like eyebrows might come into play here. They might or they might not. I mean, obviously the eyebrows are fine now. Absolutely. But back in the day, so it was 2004. (laughs) Good times. Maybelline Dream Matte Mousse. Oh. That's where it was at. The cakiness. Life was good. (laughs) (laughs) So it was the day of my pre-debs, okay. basically, and I was doing my makeup, so it was my foundation, it was my sun shimmer bronzer. Oh, do you remember that? No contouring back in the day, it was just boop, 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 all over the face, fabulous. So did my makeup, off I went, had a great night, disposable cameras, that was all there was, so there was no posing. Yeah, of course. No, no posing, it was a surprise. Got the photos back. I was like, what? What is it? What looks wrong here? Yeah. Why do I look like a goth? That wasn't what I was going for. Oh, God. I put foundation all over my face and all over my eyebrows. So like they were completely hidden? Yeah. No one told me. I'm like, 
And look, I didn't have great eyebrows, but they just weren't there. But like, how does that happen? Well, back then there was no eyebrow products, not the one, not the one. So I just didn't think of it. And even past that, what did I progress to? Mascara on the brows. Mm. Yeah. I actually remember I used to do clear mascara mm-hmm. on the brows to like hoosh them up. That would have been a good idea. Yeah, but like even like I think back then as well, skinny eyebrows were such a thing. Oh, completely you know, so Yeah, so it was just like it, you either plucked them and then that was it. She didn't do anything else to them. Yeah. So like, but saying that, like eyebrows have changed. Like in just a few years, well, maybe like 10-ish years, Ten-ish. eyebrows have changed so much. As a buyer, like, do you have to see that foresight into what will change and what's happening now or, you know, that kind of deal? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if we take eyebrows Mm -hmm. as an example, I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Go back to the 90s. The skinny brow was where it was at. We were gorgeous with just a thin line. That was my time, which was unfortunate. (laughs) And then we moved on and we were all about the full brow, you know, Mm -hmm. going to the 2000s. Still wasn't quite right. Blocky HD brow, looking good. Yeah, I I never got into that look and I'm quite thankful for it. Oh, I did. Very strong at the start. Strong. (laughs) It was like, uh, uh, yeah, in the room. Yeah, no. So there we were. Then we moved to the fluffy brow. Yes. Lamination. We love that. We do. However... Mm-hmm. What did we see recently? Bella Hadid, skinny Bring brow. Back. Yeah, so it's very circular yeah. in terms of trends. And yeah. I think we see that quite a lot. Yeah. And even if I think about, okay, lip liner, mm-hmm. that was a thing in the 90s. Strong yeah, yeah, yeah. Liner, little bit of gloss. We're back there again. Yeah. You know, look absolutely. at Refi. They really started that trend again. Yes. So do I think that's going to stay? No. But I think different generations, you know, they want to create their own look and identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They always, I think like people do it differently, but still the same. Like they just try to like make it better in the generations that come A hundred percent. Like even look at jeans. Yeah. You can't reinvent the jean. No. And what's back again? Just like low jeans. The low rise jeans. Low jeans. The low jeans. I don't I mean, think I'm going to be a... Subscriber to that No first time around I remember cutting the top Off my jeans <laughs> Trying to sit down I was like Just gently No No, no Never exactly. happens Okay so I want to Bring it right back How did you get into Buying in the first place You've had a very Very <laughs> journey into it Haven't you Absolutely I have So look It was a long road mm-hmm. And I think back then Buying was just Not really talked about Yeah So I didn't really have Any clue that it was an option Yeah I really wanted to go into fashion design Okay. initially. My parents sat me down and they were like, Kate, you have to get a job. Get okay. a job, figure out what you want to do. Cue Kate going into the world of finance and accounting. Like what? <laughs> like where did that come from? Listen, I had to get a job. Yeah, so okay, I was like, okay, off okay. you go, entry yeah. level, car finance, moved okay. into accounting. However, boom, the recession hit. So accounting was a no okay. and... I then decided, do you know what? Buying. Okay. That's something that could actually be a great fit because I loved business. Yeah. That's what I learned from doing finance and accounting. Yeah. And I still love fashion. Yeah, yeah, of course. So then I decided, why not go and do a certificate course? Okay. Off I went eight months later. Loved it. Amazing. Applied for a job in Primark. Got it. Started as a trainee buyer and 12 years later, here I am. That is such a journey. For people that don't know, What does a buyer actually do? So I suppose it varies depending on the business. Um, 
but where we are now. So we would very much be involved with the concept of all the products and Mm -hmm. then finally the creation. So when anyone asked me what exactly does it involve, I think the easiest way to explain it would be think of owning your own business. Okay. Yeah. So a buyer, whether it's working on a brand or a section, will be solely responsible for driving that forward. Yeah. So you're looking at the budgets, you're looking at the margins, you're looking at the product, you're looking at getting it into store, you're looking at the sales. It's everything that has to do with that brand. What skills would you look for in a buyer? Well, look, I think a lot of skills are very transferable, but what I would say is innovation. Yes. That is key. Someone that isn't afraid to innovate in different ways, not just product, but processes. Mm -hmm. Also really customer focused because that's the core of what we do. Yeah. Why are we here to understand what the consumer wants and needs? Yeah. As I mentioned before, someone that's quite analytical, that's obviously a plus analyzing past sales. I think being a team player. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working with so many stakeholders across the business to make sure that we can launch products on time and yeah. successfully launch them. I think being able to work at pace and problem solve is really important because things change all the time in mm-hmm. retail. Absolutely. Let's bring it back to Sosu Cosmetics and Dripping Gold. So one thing I absolutely love about working in this office is like seeing the products come to life. Like, you know, you're always coming up to our room upstairs and like mm-hmm. showing us samples and showing up showing us mock-ups of the products and the packaging like I love seeing that but what's your favorite part like seeing it all you know you're over it all so yeah. what's your favorite part within that yeah well look I think that's probably my favorite part as well because sometimes products can take over a year to I develop. cannot believe how long it takes products to actually come from like ideation to you know execution and onto the shelves like and so cosmetics has the longest lead time okay. so you know it it really takes a while so I think that's really rewarding yeah but if I put my buyer's hat on okay I'm gonna take it one step further and say when the product comes in and when it sells really well oh yeah there's no better feeling oh yeah that's the competitive nature in me I'm like smashed it <laughs> yes repeat you know no, yeah absolutely and ultimately that's what drives a buyer forward you want to get an amazing product in yeah you want it to sell you know we are very lucky here in socio cosmetics and dripping gold to try everything you know but we all have different tastes and we all have you know different roads we go down say like a red lip or like I won't touch a red lip but you know other girls do you, you know, take on our feedback so much, but how much do you actually trust that feedback? <laughs> Are you a bit like, yeah, yeah, grand, but I'm not going to listen to that? Or, you know, please tell the truth. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, Olivia, to you, I go, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Okay, see you later. I'm going to do what <laughs> I want. No, joking. Um, honestly, buying 101, it's not about what you want. Yeah. It's not about what you like. Yeah. Ultimately, what are we trying to do here? We're trying to launch products that are going to suit the masses. Mm -hmm. So we have to take a balanced view. Everyone's opinion is relevant. Yeah. And when we launch a product, 
obviously it's great if everyone in the office is like, I love it. Then you know it's going to be a winner. But yeah. we take a balanced view. So it's majority wins. You know, it's not my opinion. It's okay. not your opinion. We have to make sure we're targeting as many customers yeah. as possible. So always I'm like, are they listening to me or, you know? Always listening. <laughs> did you not see me go around the office taking a poll? I absolutely did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It does come into play. It does. Now, we have a few exciting bits coming up. For our lovely listeners out there, is there any secrets you can let us in on? Well, Olivia, I suppose I can. Just a few. So I'll start with Tan. Okay. As we all know, we had the Tan reformulation last year. yeah. Yeah. My favourite. (laughs) That was when I joined the company, actually. Have a great time. In the midst of it all. But... We were a little bit later to get back to market with our tan. Mm -hmm. And I think we can confidently say that it's better than ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really is an amazing formula. So we are going to be back with lotion very soon. It is the one question I get asked so much. Lotion. Yeah. On the Dripping Gold Gold page. The amount of questions that come in. Being like, when is it coming back? When is it coming back? And we'll always be like, soon. I promise. Soon. It's coming back soon. And honestly, I know I'm going to say it, but it is better than ever. Brilliant. Very silky. Ooh. Yeah. So hydrating. (laughs) Are you sure I'm not in sales? (laughs) Um, We also have another exciting tan product coming down the line. Mm -hmm. And... It's definitely my favorite. Well, second to the clear mousse, okay. but definitely my favorite. So watch this space. Not even a little hint of what that is. No, no. I can't. I can't do it. Okay. But okay. it's coming soon. Okay. So that's on the tan side of things. And then we also have been working on a new brand, which is launching later in the year. So I really think. So super exciting. It's so exciting. And Olivia, you know what I'm talking about. I absolutely do. I cannot wait for it to come to market. Like it's, I love it. I love it. We all love it. I think we've really found a niche in the market. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's so missing. Even like here in Ireland, it's very missing from everyone's, I don't know. I don't want to say what bag it's going to be in, but like, (laughs) let's say bathroom. Sure, it'll be in that realm. We actually also have a really exciting influencer collaboration coming later on in the year. And I can honestly say it's been a labor of love. Oh, it has been. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real partnership. And I think I can say every product in the assortment is amazing. Yeah, we had a team day um, a few weeks ago and our lovely buyers showed us what it's going to look like and the components. And like, I was blown away. I absolutely, just nothing better out there. This is going to be major. It's going to be so big. But there's one other thing that just opened. Please tell us more. So very exciting. Our Sosu Cosmetics bricks and mortar store opened and it's, it's amazing. been a smashing success yes <laughs> there's no better feeling I think than knowing all our products and brands are in one place Absolutely. and the customer can have that full customer journey yeah. you know they can really understand what our brand is about yeah. and shop their favorite products and maybe discover their new favorite product absolutely and I love going in and like everything is so tactile and you can see all the shades out and like it just looks so good and it's done in their own way as well which I think is so important yeah absolutely I mean that's the number one thing when you're dealing with cosmetics is that you can actually try the products mm-hmm. so you know, it's a really good way to get customers to actually come in and buy. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. 
So speaking of like, you know, we have all of our um, all of our products out, out in the open. But how do you know, like when something is going to be big? Like, how do you know, you know, that's a trend that we need to get in on? Yeah, I mean, you definitely get a gut feeling. And I think it's threefold when, you know, a product is going to work. So firstly, something might exist already in the market. So let's take lip oil. Okay. That's not a new product. Yeah. You know, we haven't reinvented the wheel. Yeah. However, our lip oil, which is just launched into retail, mm-hmm. is so silky and so hydrating. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I, I know it. we have smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. And 100% the customer is going to come back and repurchase over and over again. Yeah. So that's one way. Next, if we touch on trend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see micro trends bubbling up. And I think as buyers, it's really important that we get on these and interpret them into products. Okay. So a perfect example is the glass skin trend. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. So what was our answer to this? Say it. Radiance Base, there it is. (laughs) So when we look at Radiance Base, it really blurs and gives a gorgeous glow and essentially gives you that glass look. Yeah, absolutely. How do I know that it's worked? So we launched it in February. Yeah. It's consistently been in our top seller every single week. So we know we've done our job. Yeah. No, it's like that amazing. 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 It's Amazing, so Olivia. And like every, it. like even on social, like the amount of like organic, um, like social videos and, and like pictures that we see of people using it is absolutely amazing. amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah, we do all love it. And I suppose lastly, mm-hmm. it would be innovation. Okay. So when we've spotted a gap in the market that we can fill. Yeah. Obviously that's the most exciting. Yeah. And when I think of that, I think of, hidden agenda oh god yeah of you course. know yeah like hidden agenda and also wonder water actually yeah there's no products really like it yeah they've been game changers absolutely so we identified a need mm-hmm. and we filled it we did a pretty wow. good job of filling it absolutely and wow have the sales been amazing yeah they really really have obviously social media is a major thing in all of our lives right now do you mm. think like trends you know, feed into that and really change because of social and because of the feedback you get there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we see things absolutely blow up on social media Mm -hmm. and it's something that we can't ignore. We have to react to because people are so driven to make their decisions based on what they see on social media. So let's take the Hailey Bieber donut nail. Oh yeah, donut glaze nail. Where did that come from? I know. You know? And it was something so small. So that small. exploded. Hayley went to get her nails done. She was like, I'll get a bit of a chrome finish on top. Didn't think it was going to suddenly become a worldwide sensation. I know. And we basically sold out of chrome everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing. I actually remember when that trend first came, me and my sister were like, where are we going to get the chrome polish? Like, <laughs> no was, one has it. No, no one knew what to ask no. for. It was a secret. <laughs> anyway, so cue us seeing that. And we're like, we're going to get on it. There Let's we go. get some false nails. Hayley Bieber style. I actually love them. They're, They're so amazing. Yeah. And they actually stay on for, I don't want to say weeks because that's weird, but they will stay on for a week if you Older need them to. Oh, the holding power. Holding power. is incredible. Yeah, no, it really is. But you know, it took us a while to actually figure out how to get that finish. Oh, really? Yeah, but we did it. Oh, so, you did it very yeah, well. If you need the original Hayley Bieber nail, we have it. <laughs> Going back to you for two seconds, 
you worked in Primark before. I did. And, you know, that was a bigger buying office. How is that different to working, you know, in Sosu Cosmetics and Dripping Gold? It is very different. Okay. So, you know, look, I think there's benefits to both. What I would say in a smaller business like Sosu, when I have a question on packaging or I have a merchandising query, Mm -hmm. we don't have those functions. Okay. Yeah. yeah, So... I am those functions. You are that person. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think in a smaller business, you have access to a lot more yeah. than you would have in a bigger company. And you're a lot more specialized in a bigger company. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. in that way, I think I've really gained a lot in terms of knowledge and experience. Yeah. So that's one way. And secondly, Primark was purely... these actually were new terms to me I was like what's B to C and what's B to B oh yeah when I came in here I was never like around buying people before and no. I would I came in there like in the meetings talking about B to C and I was like I know I was like I what that means yeah thanks yeah. so much so Primark as I've learned now is B to C so it is directly selling into store so business to customer yeah B to B business to business in SoSu we do both and that has really tested my skill set <laughs> because if you just sell directly to the customer sometimes yeah. if your timeline slips that's okay however when it's b2b not only are you know you letting internal timeline slip yeah the timelines are slipping for your retail customers as well so okay. it has a knock-on effect yeah so of it's challenged me to really really flex into my problem solving skills and also project management. Who did you learn those skills from? Who has been your inspiration throughout your career? So if I think about who's been the biggest inspiration to me, I would say my old trading director, Paul Baldwin in Primark. Okay. And it's definitely his leadership style that, you know, I really admire and try to emulate. Um, So he would definitely be someone where you feel seen, heard okay. and supported. Yeah. I know he always had my back. It's a nice feeling to have. It is such a good feeling. And, you know, because of that, I think he's very much respected. And when I look back, I remember in sign off meetings, he would sit there and listen intently. He didn't interrupt us. And at the end, he'd impart his words of wisdom. Paul's points, I used to call them. (laughs) I hope Paul is listening. I hope he is too. (laughs) He would love this. Now he'd be cringing in the corner. Stop. (laughs) Okay, so we're coming to the end of our podcast. But I have one more question to ask you. What is it? What are your words of wisdom? It's a cracker. Go for it. Be like Teflon. Don't let it stick. Where does that come from? So it's another Paul special. Okay. You might have heard me say it around the office. Maybe. Basically, when I've had a bad day, I just think, don't let it stick. I don't want to absorb anything negative. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy to focus on anything bad that's happened during the day. Yeah. But we forget there's been so many positive interactions. Yeah. So... That is my piece of advice. Cage, thank you so, so much for for joining us on CC Me In. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Olivia. Right, guys, you waited for it. And here it is. Susanna's back and ready to tell us all about Hydra Whip. 
For years, you guys have been asking us for a clear tan. Let me introduce you to Hydro Whip, our newest baby to the Drip and Go family. Hydro Whip is a zero transfer clear tan, foolproof to use. And I know clear tans can be scary, but this isn't because we ensure that you could see it going onto the skin. So you can almost see the kind of damp, wet residue on the skin. So you will not miss a spot. Don't worry. You've got to try it. It's doing really well. It's available in boot stores and it sits lovely with our Wonder Woman. So get the two and you'll be bronze, beautiful goddess with no marks in your bed. Love it, Suzanne. Well, that concludes this episode of CC Me In. And thank you all so much for listening to the show with me, Olivia Hayes. It really helps us if you click subscribe wherever you're listening. And please tell all your friends about us. See you back here next time.